listening to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Go ahead and sit down. Hey, Christian. Haley. <laughs> good to see you guys. You guys doing good? You guys feeling kind of quiet? <laughs> feeling kind of, I'm okay with that quiet, weird silence, too. I'll just stand up here and stare at you. I'll, I'll let you guys all feel weird instead of me. I, uh, you guys doing good, though? Oh, there you go. Um, everybody have a good night's sleep? Who didn't have a good night? I know that, yeah, you didn't have a good night's sleep? Weird dreams? Oh, work late. That's like a weird dream. I don't know what that's like to work late anymore. God bless you. I, uh, I woke up and it was kind of weird this morning. Um, woke up before my alarm. That's a 60-year-old saying I had to go to the bathroom. But that's, that's, that's a, you know, when you, when you wake up before your alarm, that's why. It's the only reason, but I felt pretty good. It was just one time and it was just a little before seven. So I did pretty good, but I, I felt weird this morning because I felt like I woke up in 1966. Love you thinking, I don't even know what that is. That was a year, 1966. Uh, Dionne Warwick, before she was a mentalist or whatever, she sang a pretty cool song, and, it's, and it, it kind of goes like this. It says, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And it goes on, and I'm not going to bore you with it. And that was in my head this morning. And I'm thinking, I wasn't in an elevator yesterday. I, 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 I wasn't. I, and I'm thinking, was it maybe earlier in the week? Was I in an elevator or what? Uh, that was in my head this morning. I thought, you know what, Lord, that's pretty cool because that really is what the world needs. Um, the only problem is the church in general, I'm not talking about New Chapel, I'm just talking about the church in general, doesn't know what that is. And so, uh, and if you didn't know, it's the greatest command that God gave us is to love. But, but we're so weird about it and this society is so weird about love. Um, but it's time that the church figures it out. Mm-hmm. We have to figure it out. It's, it's not an option. The greatest commandment that God gave us is not an option for the church. But it's why the world has pushed the church away because the church hasn't loved the world. I mean, Jesus loved the world. And He got in trouble for it. And they killed Him for it. And when we started loving the world, we felt that same way. And so we pulled away because we don't like that feeling. See, I like the feeling with my personality, if you don't know me, I like it that everybody likes me. It it makes it nice. Wherever I, I don't know what it is, wherever I go, people like me. I, I go to Pakistan, all you guys are praying, oh Lord, don't let anybody shoot them, don't let a a bomber grab a hold of them with dynamite. And do... No, they want to feed me. They want me to come to their house and eat their food. 
wherever I go, people like me. And that's a good feeling. It makes us feel good wherever we are that people go, oh, you're so awesome, you're so nice. But when we start sharing the Word of God, we start having some problems because the world doesn't understand. And so then, because we don't like that confrontation, we don't like that feeling, we pull away. And we say things, well, maybe it wasn't God. Maybe that I'm going to wait for the right timing. Have you ever heard me say, you know, timing's everything? And it's true, timing's everything, especially in business, timing's everything. But I'm telling you, in Christianity, the time is now. There's no timing with God, it's now, if you're wondering. You know, when's the time to share? I'm going to wait, I'll wait until the opportunity comes. I'm telling you, the opportunity is today. It's not coming tomorrow or the next day. It's now. Now is the time of salvation. Now is when we need to reach out. Now is the time we need to love. Not later. Don't wait until the circumstances line up because they never will. What we do as Christians, we make those circumstances line up. We fill that gap. We step into that spot of being uncomfortable. We step into that area where We might not be okay, but they will be. I love the song, you know, uh, speak in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus, absolutely. And you know where that's inside of us. It's not out here. It's in us. And as we start understanding what love is, how to love the world, that there's just too little of. 1966. Back in 1966, if, if you weren't born yet, you could barely tell the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian because society was pretty peaceful. People that weren't even Christian were kind. They were nice. I mean, you kind of couldn't tell. Today, you can. They make it very clear. It's time that we, if it has to start at New Chapel, I know it already has, Today, I have a message that I just hope it, it pushes us, it pulls us, it, it, in, it fires us up to understand that today is the day. We don't stop waiting for the circumstances to line up perfectly, for the door of opportunity to open. The door of opportunity is already open. I was, uh, I do this every time, and I'm just going to share some of my life with you. If you don't want to do it the way I do it, that's fine. You can be wrong. But, I, I'm just, I just, but this is the way I do it. Okay, on, especially on 131, when you get off at Market, there's always a dude standing there with a sign. And actually, yeah, right there, you, you go up that hill, and they're wealthy. Thanks. Yeah, not Market, wealthy. And uh, the sign right there. And I was, I was telling a friend of mine, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was telling a friend of mine, oh yeah, I always, I always give money. And my friend was like, oh, I never do that. I'm like, why not? You don't know what they're going to do with that money. And I'm like, I give them a dollar. I don't care what they do with that. It's, it's, <laughs> here's the thing. I, 
sometimes you can't because, you know, traffic, you're going, and I'm not going to get in a crash. But if I can, I, I roll my window on, they come, you know, they come walking over. I give them a buck, and it's like it's opening a door for them. See, it gives me an opportunity. Uh, and I'll just tell you the story. So I, I get off, and it, the light just turned red. I was first in line. The dude was right there. So I reached up. I hand him a dollar, and I had a short sleeve shirt on, and he goes, oh, I like your tattoos. If you don't know, I got this arm. kind of a little bit of ink on it. And, and so and instead of me going, oh, yeah, this one's this, this is this, this is, I said, oh, I like yours. Oh, I, I said, does yours mean something? What, they, what does yours mean to you? And he said, well, most of mine are tribal. I said, well, tell me. And it, I, I don't know if the light turned green and I missed it, but I was there a while. But there was nobody behind me, so I was okay. So I just hung in there with him. He said, yeah, this one. And he was telling me about his tattoos and all that. And uh, see, I didn't make it about me. And that's one thing that we have to learn how to do that. When we're, don't make it about us. We don't matter. You know, in that sense, you guys all matter. But what I'm saying, we don't matter. It's not about my tattoos. It was just a way that we can connect. And so uh, we ended up talking. And then I blessed him. Not with a dollar, but a dollar is not a, a dollar is nothing. But I gave him a dollar and I blessed him. And then here's the thing. He said to me, well, God bless you. I was thinking about that for a, a lot of times since that happened. And it, it's not the only time, but most of the time you give somebody even 50 cents that are, they say, well, God bless you. And I remember when he said that, I looked at him and I said, I'll take that from you. A buck is a pretty cheap blessing from God. I received the blessing because he's, he meant it when he said, God bless you. And I said, yes, I'll take that. I'll take that blessing. I actually took it in me, a blessing from God. Is it money blessing? We don't need money. Money's not a deal. We, God has everything we need. He's already given us all we need. If we would choose to walk in the blessings of God, you'll stop worrying about your paycheck. And none of this is on my notes, by the way. I am going to get to my notes. Pastor Brian said, it's okay if we keep right on going through second service. He did. Or did he say, make sure you stop? I can't remember. It was one or the other. I can't remember which one it was. But he said, don't worry about time. But... Who's got, do you guys got chicken in the oven or anything? Do you guys, do people do that? You, you still do, you start cooking before you leave and then you come back to a hot meal? You just go to a restaurant. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's just way easy. I don't know, you, it's just way easier. Just go to a restaurant. You don't have to worry about that. I know a lot of times, you know, I mean, being here after a Pastor Dan Seaborn, Pastor Gabe last week, I'm like so stinking nervous to be up here because it's like we had grand champions the last two weeks and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like I gotta get some new shoes. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what else to do except I gotta get a new shirt and some new shoes. At least I'll look good. But I know a lot of times 
when people are out there looking at the guy up here, you think, this guy has it all together. This guy, you know, this guy does all this stuff. You know, obviously, most of you know that I go to Pakistan, and I'm going to the Philippines, and I, I do, I mean, seriously, do, I do cool stuff. It's like, isn't that, seriously, isn't my life pretty cool to look at? Some of you look at my Facebook, it's like all cool and stuff, but inside of me, it doesn't feel cool. It just looks cool on Facebook. Inside of me, sometimes I think, what the heck am I doing? I think, why did God let me do this? Why does he get somebody that's smart? Why does he get somebody that's talented? Why doesn't he get somebody that's really good at this instead of me? So you guys sit out there and look at the person up here thinking, oh, they, they're, like, they're like right next to Jesus. Well, we are, but... This morning I get in my car. I, I brought some treats for you guys, amazing treats. And I have a... You, anybody have phobias? You got some... You know, it's like just weird, not really bad phobia, just weird stuff. I have a weird one where I don't like drinking out of um, like sippy cup coffee cups because of that rim. Just something in my head. I, I, I must have had a bad experience at some point a long time ago because it's been a long time. I, my travel mug is like a, a regular uh, ceramic coffee cup. I can't, I don't like drip, sipping through that, that thing. I, I think, I don't know, I think there's fungus or something in those. I don't, I've seen my brothers. My brother doesn't even wash his coffee cup. Does it taste better? Who's like that? <laughs> that's so, that's so horrible. That's so horrible. But I'm smart. See, now I'm getting to the smart. I am smart. When I travel, I bring a, a towel with me. And I put it, <laughs> I do. So my I put a towel on my pants this morning, and I have my coffee cup because it's just a regular home coffee cup. And I'm driving, and then the sun, the sun is like through the trees. It's like a strobe light. Ba -ba 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 -ba, hit me in the side of the face. And so I, I'm going to flip my visor down. Now I'm going 55 on M82. I flip my visor down, and your invitation, your wedding invitation was up there, and it came out, it came out like a ninja star. I flipped it out, and it was like, whoo, and, and I, I went, whoa, I thought, I actually thought it was a spider at first, but then it turned into a ninja star, then it was just an invitation, but by that time, I had coffee all over my pants, because it missed my towel, and so I'm, but uh, a tide, tide stick did pretty good, but I felt like, and honestly, I was 55. Next day, I was on the shoulder of the road going 55 because of the ninja star. And it was, and so I'm just telling you that stuff because I'm as weird as you are. That's what I'm saying. That was my whole point of the story is, you know, you think that we're up here and we're like amazing. You think, you know, like when we wake up in the morning, angels sing and then breakfast is, God makes me breakfast, and you know, oh, thanks God for the bagel and cream cheese, you know, and then we just float, don't, we don't even have to walk, we just lift our feet and we travel through the house, and it's not like that, we're just like you, we're the same, 
You know, we all have, we all have gifts. We all have talents. So as I get into the message today, as we look at scriptures today, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be strengthened because I'm telling you, we have a big job to do. You know, it's all over the world. It's all over the world. There's so many people that are hurting, so many people that need to hear God. They need to hear Him. And so we're, we're the ones. We're the ones that, that give it. But if we, if we think that it's the other guy because he's amazing and he floats around and God makes him breakfast, we'll think that we're not the right person. And I'm telling you today, you're the right person. You're the right one. Because God's inside of us. So let me, I'm going to start with this question. And it's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird question, but I'm kind of weird. But I don't, I'm not trying to trick you, but what I, what I am asking you to do is just take a minute and think. Which, I'll take a sidestep too about that. I take time almost every day to think. I know a lot of people go, how do you do that? You just sit down and think. So wives, when your husband's just sitting there with that, with that blank look on his face, he doesn't want to be bothered. What he's doing is thinking. And then when you ask him, what are you thinking about? He's not done yet. So he doesn't want to tell you. So that's why he says nothing. But it's not true. You guys owe me. <laughs> you guys owe me big. But, the, but I've, lear, I've learned to take time to think. It's, if, you haven't, if you haven't done it before, you, you need to try it. It gets you out of a lot of trouble, and it gets you going in the right direction. But what's amazing is if you take time to think, you'll hear God speak to you. Because that's what matters. You know, it doesn't, you know, what I think, it doesn't, it's not about that. But when you hear God, it, it changes, it changes us, changes our life. So, so here's my question. And just think about it. Don't, don't answer right away. Because I, I know you have a tendency to just say, oh, yes. But my question is this. You Ready? Is God enough? I know you're fighting it right now. You're going, yes, he is. I, I've taken a lot of time to think about that. The church answer is yes. Right? That's the church answer. Yes, God's enough. God's enough. And that's the right answer too, right? Is it right? Does everybody, you guys have processed that? God is enough, right? That is, that is a yes, God is enough. But I want you to do what I've done. And I don't mean years ago, I mean this week. Take a second and think about it and say, God, I know you're enough, but there's areas of my life that I'm not letting you be that in that area. 
Take time to think about it. I mean, I was worried about a ninja star shoot me in the face this morning. But is there areas of our life that we have fears? That, that we're just not sure about? In that, if you, if you feel that, that's an area where God's not enough for you. Even though He is enough, you have to let Him be enough. And maybe this is for somebody you know. Husbands and wives. How's your guys' relationship? How, how is it? I mean, are you arguing more than you're having fun together? Are you living separate lives more than you are together? You know, when dudes, when you get home and your wife says, how was your day? And, and you don't want to talk about it. I... I remember, well, it was 1985, I met Johanna. Here's what I remember. Maybe you guys remember this, husbands and wives. When you, when you first met them, maybe it's not everybody, maybe it's just me. I couldn't stop thinking about her. I mean, when I was working, I was thinking about her. I was thinking about when I get out of work. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go over to this before we were married. I'm going to go over to her house. I'm going to do whatever she says. Because <laughs> I love the stuff she says. Everything. It doesn't even matter. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll do that. Do you want to fix that? Yeah, I'll fix it. You want to go shopping? Yeah, I can't wait. Let's do it. Right? Just love the way she brushes her teeth. So awesome. Just love the way she laughs. Laugh again. Do it. Years later. Why are you making so much noise brushing your teeth? Go shopping by yourself. I'm tired. The question is, is God enough? See, if we can't love our wives, can't love our husbands, how are we going to love a world that doesn't love us? If we let God be enough, if we take time to think about what Scripture says, I'm telling you the truth because it's worked for me. It's the only reason I can even be up here. God will change the way you think. He'll change you. See, we think about when I got saved, I was a disaster, but God started changing me. If, if he would have changed me all at once, I would have exploded. I, I would have been in pieces. There would have been parts all over the place. That's how bad I was. And I didn't, I'm not saying he slowly changed me. I had a lot of changing but he started changing me. He took some of the worst things and started changing them right away. But it never ends. God never stops changing us until we look like him. And so, 
The scriptures, I'm going to go over some scriptures. How much, seriously, how much time do I have? I don't even, I mean, tell me the truth. What does that mean? 25 minutes. Really? 25 minutes, that actually means like 45. So that's awesome. The Word of God will change you if you let it. Just like God will be enough for you if you let Him. It's up to you. Like Pastor Brian said, he's a gentleman. He knocks. He knocks on the door. He knocks on your door. He doesn't cave it in. He doesn't, he doesn't knock it down and say, I'm going to make you who I want you to be. No, he knocks. There's times in our lives where things just feel unstable, right? Psalm 46, verse 1, it says this, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Some of you guys got in trouble this week. Wife yelled at you. That's not really trouble. She does that because she loves you. She wants the best for you. Just like God does. God wants the best for you. But He's telling us today. He says, I'm your refuge. Not the substances that help mask the pain or whatever. He's your refuge. If you let him, if you let him. So you think, well, what, what God's just going to come down? and No, he's already here. He's already here. He doesn't have to come down. He's already here. He is your refuge, not that he's going to be. He is your refuge right now if you let him be. How do we let him be? We read the word and we say yes. Okay, I accept that. You're my refuge. You're my strength. You're my help when I'm in trouble. I accept that as the truth. And what that does, it starts changing things. Are you saying that just by believing a scripture that circumstances will magically change? No, they won't magically change because God doesn't do magic. But they will change because God has a plan. God has a plan. It's, it's all about the plan that God has for your life. And He gave us His Word so that we could look at His Word and say yes to His Word, and then He will accomplish His plan for this world through you in your life. And then He'll be your strength. He'll be your help. And then the pressure of life won't affect you anymore. Because a lot of us here, the pressure of life comes on us. Because seriously, look at look at all the responsibilities I have. You know, it's husbands and wives, so many of you both work, you know, paying the bills. I mean, I can't even 
believe what rent is. Rent is just so expensive. Everything's so expensive. I mean, eggs used to be 79 cents, and that was just a year or two ago, not in 1960. I think they gave them away in 1960. Everything was so cheap back then, but you know, all the, the price of food and all that, and you have kids and they need shoes and they want to play sports and you got to do this and you got to do that, and you don't understand the pressure that I'm under. You don't understand that. It's not easy being a dad so that when I come home, I have the right to be mad at you. Oh. All that pressure, you're taking it on yourself and you forgot that God was your refuge, that He was your help, that He was your strength in your time of need. And it is kind of magical too because all we have to do is believe Him. When we believe Him, it allows Him to do what He wants. But it takes us believing Him. But if we don't read the Word, we don't know what to believe. So then we'll just believe whatever we hear and see. We'll start believing by our circumstances. And I'm telling you, your circumstances will steer you wrong every time. Even good circumstances. Because you'll think about those circumstances separate from God. We can't think of anything separate from God. From this day forward, I want you to think of this. It's you and God. It's you and God together doing this cool stuff. Because He's your strength. He's your help. Matthew 6, uh, verse 26, it says this, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than them? Sometimes we don't feel like we are. Sometimes we feel like God is even mad at us. And my question is, why would God be mad at you? And then you think, well, you don't know what I did. Then I would say to you, well, you don't know what Jesus did then. It's true. God's never mad at you. He doesn't have the ability to be mad at you because Jesus paid the price for all the stupid stuff we do. I chose a long, long time ago to, I, had a, I was having a conversation with God, and I chose a long time ago to uh, never have unforgiveness, ever, because I was asking God, I said, how, I mean, sometimes people are mean, right? They don't deserve to be forgiven, right? I'm just saying, right? But right, they're, they're so nasty sometimes, they're so mean, they don't deserve it. So I was talking to God, I, uh, like, how long is it okay to have unforgiveness? Would, it, would a day be okay? And I felt like, no, it's too long. I said, how about, like, how about like a few hours? Would a few hours be okay for me to process and all that? And it went down to a second. Is a second okay to have unforgiveness? And what I've decided was, no, a second is too long. That instead of forgiving somebody, 
Because they're going to, people are going to do stuff. Just live a life of forgiveness. So if you ever do something that hurts me, just know you're forgiven. Because I forgive you. Partly because years and years ago, I found out that if I don't forgive, my Father in Heaven is going to have a hard time forgiving me. And it's like, holy mackerel, I want to be forgiven. I need to be forgiven. I need that. So I just have chose to live a life to just forgive people. And now lately, it's like hardly anybody even does anything to hurt me. It's fun. Are ye not much better than they? Yeah, we're just talking birds, and God takes care of them. But he cares about you so much. He would make you breakfast, too. Bagels and cream cheese and all that other stuff. Let's look at John chapter 10, verse 11. It said this, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. I think sometimes we forget that God is a good shepherd, and that's, it. that's an example because of who he was talking to. He was talking to people that really understood the difference between a good shepherd and a shepherd that doesn't care about his sheep. But God, God is saying, you know what? I'm the good shepherd, and I'm going to take care of you. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know a bunch about sheep, but I guess they're really stupid. Is that, does anybody know more about sheep? Are they, they're the, like the stupidest animal in the world, right? They, they, need, they need the shepherd to actually bring them over. And come on. No, come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Here's the water you need. Go ahead and drink it. Yeah, go ahead and drink it. I guess they're that dumb. They need the shepherd to do everything for them. And then we try and be so independent, and it ends up blowing up in our faces because we're not designed that way. He's the shepherd. Jesus did it so cool. He said, because they were, they were like patting him on the back, and they said, oh, you're so good. And he says, why are you calling me good? Uh, because you're Jesus, because you just healed that blind dude, and that was pretty awesome. But he says, all I do is what I see my father do. The only thing, the stuff I'm telling you, I'm just telling you because that's what God is saying. And that's our job. That's our job to start opening our mouths, to start telling people, hey, this is what God says for you. I do it as often as I can. Uh, I give people a word from God. And sometimes I just, I'll just look and I say, hey, could I give you a word from God? They're like, yeah. And then I think to myself, I hope I hear something. I'm serious. Almost, I mean, all the time. It's like, but I know he's a good shepherd. He, he, he's going to lead me. He's going he's gonna to give me. And, and then I never fake it, but I don't think, I think I, I've never done it where, I haven't given somebody a word from the Lord, but if, 
They said, yeah. And then, and then I said, I got nothing. Uh, instead of that, let me just pray for you. I would do that. I'm not going to fake it. Sometimes Christians, we feel like we need to fake it. Because maybe we're not Jesus yet. But as we rely on his word, as we push, as we, as we do that, we'll become more like him. As we step out in faith and say, hey, uh, could I pray for you? Could I, uh, you know, give you a word from the Lord? Or Here's a dollar. Whatever it be, open those doors because they're already open. It's time that the church starts loving the world because we need to. Because God loves the world. Philippians 4.19. I mean, we love this scripture, right? Isn't this our favorite scripture? It's like, read it again, read it again. It says, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you look at the story, I, I love this verse. I believe it. God's, God's done so much in my life as far as taking care of me and giving me everything that I need and all that. It's like, you understand what, what they were doing? It says, Scripture was saying they were given more than they had. They, were, they, they weren't caring about their lives at all. And they were given to the cause, given, 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 given. And because of that, the Scripture comes alive. It says, my God supplies all my need. This, what I'm giving you is not from me. It's from God. That's what God's plan is for us. That's why He gave us His Word. God's plan is that you have everything you need because the world needs God. So when God blesses us, it allows us to bless the world. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says this. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I never used to like this verse. It was one that wasn't that. Let's read that other one. That's more fun. But I've come to like this verse more than ever. Because as time has gone on and I've experienced more of God, I understand that what I really want is His grace. Oh, you want His grace. You want the grace of God on your life. The grace of God on your life is more valuable than anything you could ever want. God's grace. Because when I'm weak, I know once again, you look at me and think, not you, sizzling summer guy. <laughs> that was so sizzling summer. I'm like, are you kidding me? Almost made my face turn red. It'd be a sizzling. I I did a Facebook live uh, last night. I was like, oh, sizzling summer. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but as my life has gone on, I've I've just understood that in areas I'm weak, but by the grace of God, where where my weakness would shine through, if I will allow this verse to be real in my life, 
all of a sudden where I'm weak, I look like a rock star because it's God's grace. And then people go, that's where it's weird because that's where people go, oh, you're so amazing. And that's what Jesus said too. It's not me that's amazing, it's God. But we have to push that away because here's what happens. It feels good. It does feel good for people to say, oh, you're amazing. And don't, don't start saying, oh, you're not amazing because that would hurt. But I'm just, it's okay, and it's okay to tell people you're amazing. But here's the thing, like if you're doing the things of God, when you're, just say thank you to people. I've heard this. I've heard this, and it just makes me crazy. When you do something for God, like you, you pray for people, and they get healed, and, and they go, oh, thank you so much. And then I've heard this. Maybe you've heard this too. Oh, it's not me. It's just God. Um, not true. Not true. It is God in us, but if we wouldn't have prayed, they wouldn't have gotten healed. See, we work together. We work together with God. See, is God enough in our life? Yes. But in this world, He needs us. We work together with God. In us, God is enough for the world. They need us and God. They need both of us. I was in the Philippines. Maybe you've heard this story, and if you have, I'm sorry. Maybe it'll bore you this time, but I'll try and do my best. But this is a real deal. So exhausted. So exhausted. We traveled traveled for 36 hours. Had to do the crusade right away. I was starving. No joke, starving. My stomach was bloated. I was so hungry. I'm kidding. That was, that was a bad joke. I was... I mean, seriously, you, your kids say, oh, I'm starving, and you look, they're all chubby and stuff. It's like, yeah, you're, you're not starving, you know. Starving is when the little kids, stomach, that's, anyway. I was starving, starving to death. I was so hungry. I was so tired. I may have even been, I'm not sure because I, I don't think, but I may have even been grumpy. I don't really get grumpy, but maybe my version of grumpy. I just wanted to eat, and I wanted to sleep. It was so late, and it was so long. And it was time to pray for people. It was like, it was one of those times where you think, I hope just a few people show up because I'm starving. And it's like, I'm, I just want to, I need to sleep. It was a long line. It was a long line. And I seriously, inside, I didn't say it out loud, but inside to God, I said, God, I don't know what to do. I'm starving to death. I was so tired, and the speakers were so loud. It was like, now they had music on. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And I like peaceful quiet. At my house, it's, uh, it's Hillsong, volume three. And sometimes I, I go, um, Alexa, volume two, please. Tone it, tone it down a little bit. So I like things, I like things quiet. So the speakers just going, bam, bam, bam. And inside my head, it's going, bam. And my stomach's going, feed me, feed me. And I'm so tired. But to God, what do I do? Just, just do my word. Okay, I can do I'll do that. So with no emotion, with no power, with no strength, I asked the first guy. He was about, seriously, about four foot tall. I had my interpreter. What's wrong with him? Full of arthritis. 
full of arthritis. And so, yeah, I know it sounds spiritual and all that. So I knelt down. I wasn't praying. He was short. So he was, he was way, he seriously, he was way down there. So I'm down like this because he's tiny. And I thought, because he said, oh, my knees, my knees. So I'm praying for his knees. His knees were way down here. I'm praying for him. I said, I get out, and I'm starving, tired. Like, by the stripes of Jesus, I release healing power right now in Jesus' name. I remained. I, I'm, I don't want to fall over. <laughs> uh, so I stayed on, and all of a sudden, snap, crackle, pop, pop, crack, 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 crack. And I look at my interpreter. I go, what's, what's he doing? My interpreter looks at me. He's not doing anything. I'm like, oh, my gosh. God's healing this guy. I'm starving to death. I'm tired. I don't feel powerful. But I prayed the word of God over him. We said amen. I said, touch your toes. Like a high school boy. He went bing, bing, all the way down. I was, I was, seriously, I was shocked. I was like, I can't do that. I couldn't do that in high school. And he did it. And I asked, I said, when was the last time you did that? He said, never, never. Like, praise the Lord. That night, a bunch of popping and cracking went on. Uh, friends were there, too. The, the team was there. Uh, cataracts rolled. Uh, this was so cool. Cataracts, that white, milky. It went like this, like a, like a Venetian blind. See, perfect. See, it's the word of God. If we let God be enough, he will be. It's according to his word because his word, get this, is his will. His word is his will. If you wonder what the will of God is, open your Bible. It's full of his will. Healing is God's will. If we go by circumstances, we're going to say, well, sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. Got to change the way you think. It's God's will. Do some people die? Yep, some people die. Was it God's will? No. No. I've done, I've done so many funerals. And half of those funerals, I've heard this. Oh, God needed another angel in heaven. No, not true. God needed them to be healed so that they could accomplish the will of God. But out of God's grace and out of God's mercy, He receives them to Him. But here's my thinking. Because there's been a lot of Christians that have passed away, you and I that are alive, we need to understand it's God's will that we're strong. It's God's will that we're healthy. It's God's will that we're healed and that our people are healed. And He uses us to do it. We have to connect with His Word because His Word won't steer us wrong. But we have an advantage, a huge advantage. Understand this. We have the Word and we have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God and the Word of God work together like you and God work together. Same thing. Spirit of God, Word of God inside of us Spirit of God, Word of God working together. Now, God and us 
can do the things that Jesus did. And so then at the end of the service, we start thinking, well, that was a good message. Love hearing that. But I'm having a hard time believing it. Here's what, I know it happens all the time. People are sitting out there. I'm up here talking. It sounds good, but in your head, it goes, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. I got a word from the Lord for you. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. What you've believed is a lie because you've put people on a pedestal and built an imagination that they can do that stuff, but I can't because for some reason you feel less than me. That's got to go. When you woke up this morning, God cheered. He was excited that you opened your eyes because He loves you that much. He's got a plan for each and every one of us, and it's to reach a lost world. I, I wanted to share a little bit about Pakistan because a lot of you know that I go to Pakistan and that the work continues every day. It's so exciting right now. Um, in Pakistan, uh, we sent pastors out into a Hindu village. I mean, Pakistan is mostly Muslim, but there's a big Hindu area. And now, I was talking to Alkis last night, and 60 families, 60 Hindu families have accepted the Lord. And I'm so proud and happy to be a part of it, you know? And it's like, I, I see the pictures like you do. I'm not there, and I'm getting these pictures of pastors sitting in the dirt reading his Bible to Hindus, sharing the Word of God. And I'm telling you, a lot of these pastors, they, they don't know what you know of the Word of God. They work 12 hours a day, and then they preach. Sometimes they sleep. If we would take what we know of the Word of God and share it today, we're going to see some cool things. You know, people say, how come so many miracles happen you know, overseas? How come so many people are getting healed in Pakistan? How come all that? Because people in America aren't praying for people. See, what we, what we want is we want to see a miracle. We want to be a spectator of a miracle. I don't. I mean, I do want to see miracles. But here's what, like years ago, I played football. I was pretty good. But I would much rather play than watch. I played a lot more than I watched. If there was a game going on, a lot of times I was outside with a ball, throwing it to myself, or throwing it up in the air, throwing it at something, trying to hit something with it. I'd rather play. But the church, not New Chapel, the church, has wanted to see miracles. They wonder, why don't I see miracles? Because that's what you're trying to do is see them instead of do them. Peter and John were walking to church. They saw a guy on the side of the road. Just like I saw a guy on the side of the road. 
They had a choice. Keep walking like everybody else did or stop. That's one of the reasons I stop. I want to bless them. I want to give them something. I want to pray a blessing over them. I want to change their life. Peter and John did the same thing. At that particular time, they didn't have cash on hand. They said, what I do have, I'm going to give to you. Get up and walk. That dude did more than walk. He rejoiced in God. How are you and I going to see miracles? When we stop looking for them and start doing them. This, yeah. I'm going to close with this. The power of God is in you. You don't have to. You, I, I love songs where it says, fill me. You know, I, I, that's cool stuff. But here's what inside my head. He's, all, he's already filled me. You know, he's already. It's like, now it's up to me. What am I going to do with it? So once again, I ask, is God enough? He is. So let's let him be enough. Amen. We make that choice. Use the Word of God to feed your soul. Let that be enough. Start doing that. Be a doer of the Word. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, you, you gave us your Word and you gave us Holy Spirit to, oh, to teach us that and to help us. Uh, I pray for all of you right now to cast the lies away from you that you think you're not enough or you think you're, you're not strong or you think you're not powerful. You think you're, you're not that type of person. I know there's, there's some people in here today that say, well, I'm more like an intercessor. I just pray behind the scenes challenging you to listen to God Listen to him because God's changing you right now. It's changing you because no more behind the scenes or you can continue that, but God wants you to get out there in the front lines. Start putting your hands on people. Take a risk. Take the challenge. Bless people. Put your hands on them. Pray the word of God over them and see what God does. Maybe you're here today and maybe you've just been playing around with God and playing at church and maybe you've never like surrendered your life to Him and given your life to Him and because that's what God's calling us to do. Not to, He's calling us to surrender our lives to Him. So I don't want to close this service without presenting you with the opportunity to let me pray with you. If you've never given your life to God, you say, I want that kind of life. I want, I want a cool life that I can live for something besides myself. That I can live big and do awesome things. Can't do it without God. God can't do it without you. Maybe today is a day that you surrender give him your life. You've never done that before. And today you say, I'm going to give God my life. On the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. Just between you and me, I know who, so I know who I'm praying with. 
on the count of three, raise your hand. If you say, today is a day I'm surrendering my life. One, two, three. Put your hand down. I'm going to ask you another question. Today you came here, you were thinking, oh, another cool Sunday service. But if you felt God speaking to you today, saying it's time that you get out there and you start doing it, that, not that you were doing it wrong before, but that you feel like God's calling you to more, that it's time that you open your mouth more, that you pray more, that put your hands on the sick more, that, that you help more. If you've heard God speak to you today, I want to pray with you too. On the count of three, raise your hand if you say, today I'm starting a new day where I'm going to be that person. I'm going to stop looking at the person. I'm going to be that person. See, it's a faith statement saying, I'm that person. On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Hands up all over. Let me pray for you. Go ahead and leave your hands up. I'm going to pray for you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, you see these hands of people that say, I'm going to stop looking for miracles. I'm going to be a part of that miracle. I'm going to be the one that speaks it out. So I pray God's grace and strength for you. I pray the blessing of God over you. I thank you, God, that for what you're doing, that we're going to change this world, that we're going to turn things around, that people that are far from you are going to be connected. You're going to, together with us, we're going to do it. We're excited. Pray God's blessing, God's peace, and His grace to you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brian, do you want to come and close it? Or, or beautiful. God bless you. Good to see you. Can we give it up for Pastor Eric, everybody? Thank you, Pastor. You can stand up all over the room. And next week, we have Living in Freedom. Also, if you've been uh, hearing the Word of God and you'd say, you know what, I will serve. We have a sign-up at the display out in the lobby. Would you lift your hands for the blessing? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And as you go, thanks, New Chapel. Have a great week. We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com slash watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.